Okay, so I hear you like books. Why, yes, I do. That's right. When I was your age, television was called books. And this is a special book. Because when you read a book as a child, it becomes part of your identity in a way that no other reading in your whole life does. And I have gotten carried away. Yeah. Yeah, yeah you have. Are you seeing the books? Everything you want to read is right here. Feel it. Feels good, right? Just smell it. Nothing, nothing smells like that. Welcome, friends, to For the Love of Books, Season 2. Here we are, Episode 1. My name is Leah. I am joined by my fellow podcasters, Lauren. Hello, friends. And Mandalay. What up, friends? And today, we're basically just doing a catch-up episode. We haven't done this in a while. Life has been crazy. It has been. And so, here we are. When's the last time we recorded? Like beginning of December? It, yeah, it would have been. So. Yeah. And here we are almost to March. By the yes. time you guys listen to this, it will be March. I guarantee that. I'm not that oh, fast sure. at editing. <laughs> I mean, there's an extra day in February, but it's not enough. No, it's not. <laughs> <laughs> so I think we want to start by talking about the recent awards, which are a big deal for us. And yeah which I missed this year because I wasn't paying attention. They snuck up on me. They're not always the same time every year. They're not. And this year they were early. They were end of January. Mm -hmm. So these awards that we are discussing do include the Newbery Medal, which obviously we're interested in. The ALA Youth Media Awards is their proper title. I can never remember that. I always have to Google it when I'm trying to hashtag things. (laughs) Um, And then also the Caldecott Medal and Honors. So this year's winner of the Newberry Medal is New Kid by Jerry Craft. This book is the first fully graphic novel that has ever won the Newberry. That's very exciting. Yeah, really cool. And so because it's a graphic novel, it's not um, doesn't take long to get through. So I read it a few weeks ago, and I really really liked it. I thought it was a great book. I thought the because it's a graphic novel, it enha- the illustrations enhance mm-hmm. the, the story, and it just kind of makes it just a different reading experience. Of course. You know? Yeah. I think a lot of times graphic novels can be more accessible for some readers mm-hmm. who maybe have a hard time. I was just thinking yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So maybe have a hard time with reading or get frustrated. Like maybe get frustrated when they can't get through a long book, right. and so this this can be a book that they can feel successful with because it doesn't take long to read through. And I think it legitimizes those books because of that Newberry stamp on yes. it. It'll help. I think that will add to the feeling of success. Yes. You know, I'm reading a book, and this is a Newberry book, yes. so it's going to be something that's put into kids' hands or yes. on the regular, and then they can feel good about. Reading fine literature. For sure. I think <laughs> Is that what makes fine literature? Well, I feel like it does. I think that a lot of teachers and other influential adu- influential I can't talk. <laughs> Cut that out. I, I think adults look at that Newberry symbol and they're gonna be more readily handed off yeah. to children. Yeah. And when you see a Newberry on a graphic novel, that's a big deal. Yeah. I think there's this misconception 
about graphic novels oh, that sure. they're lesser than mm-hmm. or not as good quality of literature. And I think some of them can be, you know. A lot of times when you think of a graphic novel, you think of a comic book, but even comic books can be right. really well done. So I would say if you're looking at this book and thinking, oh, it's a graphic novel, I'm not going to read it or I'm not going to let my kid read it. I would say just pick this book up and try it. It Don't let don't let the fact that it's a graphic novel keep you from reading it. And right. I would say if there's been other books that you've heard of and you thought, oh, I'm not going to read this, it's just a graphic novel. I would say, like, give them a chance yeah. because some of the best books I've read have been graphic novels. I don't remember what year it was, but a graphic novel won a Newbery Honor, and it's called El Defo. Mm-hmm. That was a great Might have book. Been last year. It's a great book. Yeah. Highly recommend that one, too. So, yeah, give this book a read. It's about a boy who's, I believe he's entering middle school, mm-hmm. and he's going to a new school and it's like a i'm guessing it's like a prep school or something and he is a black young man and he is going to this prep school where obviously he is a minority in this school i think they say in the book there's like two or three other Mm. (laughs) students that are of color yes at the school and um so it's just about him finding his place right it talks a lot about racism. It talks a lot about class differences, mm-hmm. even like because it's a prep school, a lot of the kids are there on scholarship. And so those kids are looked at and treated mm-hmm. differently just because they're there on scholarship. Yes. There's also another character in the book. She's just this quirky girl. Oh, she's just a little that. different. Mm-hmm. And just how she's treated just because she's different. Yes. I just think it's such a great book. I would say read this book and then read it with your middle schooler. I think it's a good book for parents to read with their kids because it's going to spark discussion. And I think these are good discussions to have with our kids, with with anyone really, but especially with our kids. I really liked it. So it has my approval. I agree with the Newberry Committee. Other people I trust have said that they really enjoyed that book as well. So, fun thing. So, there were also Newbery Honor books named this year, and Kwame Alexander was another winner. I, so I caught these just on accident. I caught the awards. And so, I started watching it with my husband, who just, he's loving and kind. So, he was getting excited with me. Oh. And so, we were watching it. And when Kwame won, I was so excited because this is his imprint. Yes. Mm-hmm. His publishing imprint. Yes. And I'm so proud of him. I'm so proud of him. <laughs> his imprint, like a lot of books from his imprint won yes. or were honored. And I think it's just been around for like a year or yes, so. It's very new. Yeah. So he won for The Undefeated, which we've talked about before on this podcast. It's so good. It's a beautiful it's book. It's so beautiful. I would say it's upper elementary yeah for sure it's a picture book but it's upper elementary Mm -hmm. (laughs) it's just so it's a beautiful book so congratulations to Kwame and then congratulations to Kadir Nelson who is the illustrator because this book won the Caldecott this year oh good yes yay so I'm just yeah I'm so excited for them yes I was cheering and our 
daughter was so confused <laughs> why I was right. cheering for this like really boring awards show. <laughs> yes. So New Kid also won the Coretta Scott King Book Award for uh, Jerry Craft won for the Author Award because they give out a few different awards for the Coretta Scott okay. King Award. So New Kid won for the Author and then the Undefeated won for the Illustrator in that category. So, so exciting. Uh, yeah, like when these books win multiple awards, you know they're really good. Mm-hmm. I also wanted to point out, so they do honor books in this category too. And for the Illustrator Book Award, a book called Solway. Um, it's written by Lupita Nyong'o. Mm. Love Lupita. Yes. Um, but illustrated by Vashti Harrison, who does beautiful illustrations. Yeah, I follow what? her on Instagram, yes. and she just does these beautiful illustrations. And the illustrations in this book are absolutely just, they're beautiful. <laughs> There's no other word. Um, so um, she won an honor award in the Coretta Scott King Award. They also give out a Coretta Scott King Award for Lifetime Achievement. It's called the Coretta Scott King Virginia Hamilton Award for Lifetime Achievement. And Mildred D. Taylor was the winner. And Mildred D. Taylor is the author of Roll of Thunder, yes, Hear My Cry. which is so good. So, yeah, very mm-hmm. deserving of this award. And, oh, so the Children's Literature Legacy Award, which was previously known as the Laura Ingalls Wilder Award. And if you want to hear us talk about that. Yeah. <laughs> if you want to hear us talk about that name change, um, we do talk about it in special episode 11, Laura Ingalls Wilder. So, Look at you with a reference point. Yeah. So check that out if you want to know what we think about it. So the winner of this year's Children's Literature Legacy Award was Kevin Hankies. And he's done a lot of fun children's books Mm -hmm. he does picture books he's done some middle grade books his book the year of billy miller won a newberry honor in 2014 so i was like oh way to go kevin (laughs) and then i also think that this year's youth media awards presentation was is the first year that they've included the american indian youth literature award in like this ceremony oh yeah mm-hmm. it's an award that's given every um other year on even years and so this was the first year that they included this in this ceremony mm-hmm. like it's been like presented in other ceremonies before and this was the first year that they included it with the rest of all these awards which is great because they should be included like there's um they give an award for the Asian Pacific American mm-hmm. Award. There's also an award for um, books that highlight Jewish culture. Yes. So I just think, yes, highlight all mm-hmm. these cultures. Because then, like, you can look at these list of these award winners and honor winners and get a good idea exactly. of what might be a good book for your kids mm-hmm. if you're learning about these other cultures. So. Well, I am already upset that I missed them. I'm sorry. I, I was really sad that I missed about, them. And, like, last year, I, like, like woke up know, and, like, got my stuff out to yeah. listen. I watch and... them every year, and this year I did not because I didn't, I, I didn't know. I don't even know how it happened, but I was just thinking about the Newberry Awards because I had seen they were coming up. And so I kind of looked it up and saw that they were starting right then. And literally nice, when yeah. I turned it on, they started giving away the Newberry and the Caldecott. Which I is know. the last thing they do. Exactly. And I 
I caught it. Mm-hmm. Way to go, Leah. I'm so proud of you. <sighs> I think I figured out it was happening because I saw people posting stuff on Instagram. I was like, what? That's today? <laughs> <laughs> what day is it? <laughs> well, it's like the, uh, the, the, the Muppets Christmas. Well, any of the Christmas Oh, yeah. Carol. <laughs> what day is it? Today is Christmas Day. Today, today is the Newberry Award. <laughs> I haven't missed it. No, you did miss it. So, sorry. Oh, that's funny. Okay. <laughs> Our next category, drum roll, please. <laughs> books we are reading. So these are adult books, I'm assuming. Yeah, or it's any books you're reading. Okay, fine. Yeah, or that you like or don't like and why. And why. <laughs> okay, so I will start with something I'm listening to on Audible, which I finally just paid for because I use it a lot. Whoa. I know. I'm committed. So currently listening I'm silently to... silently judging you right now. Please do. I'm kidding. But kind of. <laughs> <laughs> I got a sale if that counts. I'm reading The Dutch House by Ann Patchett, which is read by Tom Hanks. Yes. Nice. It is just... So it's not a happy book. It's not. But it is a happy voice. Yes. So for those of you that may not be aware, which if you've listened to any of our podcasts, I feel like at some point we've mentioned it. You've Got Mail is one of, I think, collectively our favorite movies. Do you like You've Got Mail, Mandy? You like, do you, you know and I like do. this movie? So it's definitely my favorite movie of all the movies. Oh. And Tom Hanks is the lead love interest on that movie. So anyway, mm-hmm. his voice is very soothing to me. Mm-hmm. This book I like because it is a family story. So I'm not huge on romance. So it's following a brother and sister. They have a very interesting life. It starts out with just them and their father. And they live in this gorgeous mansion home that was owned by a Dutch family. So in the neighborhood, it's known as the Dutch house. It's not like Dutch architecture or anything. But they live there with their father. And all of a sudden, the father has a love interest that shows up. And so it just kind of chronicles the family's life. And I can't even say that it's that, like, their life is all that interesting. It's just so well written. And I think that it dives into some family dynamics very well. The mom is gone. I'm not done with the book yet, so I don't know the full story there. Um, But basically, the sister and the housekeepers raise the son. (laughs) And the dad is kind of absent. And so it kind of follows that dynamic of the absent father and how the son deals with it. And it kind of flashes back and forward, which I also enjoy. Mm-hmm. Um, so you get some glimpses of the future um, and then go back and see why it is that way now. And Tom Hanks is reading it. So I'm really enjoying it. And the reason that I even picked it up is Kate DiCamillo was on What Should I Read Next? And she was talking about it. Apparently she is like friends with Ann Patchett. Of course and she is. helps her edit her books and they talk <sighs> about stuff. And she recommended it. So, I mean, if Kate DiCamillo recommends yeah. it, I know that it's going to And that's why I started reading it too. Yeah. Because I'm like, well, Kate said. Exactly. So <laughs> I got to really read this. Like it. So how did you, what did you think? So I haven't read the whole i haven't listened to the whole book because i was listening to it on um cloud library Mm -hmm. see and (laughs) it's a long book it is a long book (laughs) it is 
So I didn't make it. I think I had like an hour and a half left. And when your time is up with the book, they just take it. And so now I'm back on the waiting list. And of course, everyone and their mom Mm -hmm. wants to read this book. So I don't know when I'm going to get it back, but... I feel like I've been listening to it forever, and I'm only on chapter 10 yeah, of 21. Yeah, it's, it's long. But so. again, it's Tom Hanks. I would listen to him read the phone book. Exactly. I'm not kidding. He's really good, too. Yes, he does good voices. He does. I mean, it's Tom Hanks. I've said this before. I don't know if I've <laughs> said it on this podcast, but you've heard me say this. He is the greatest actor. Who? Wow. Maybe That's of all time. Me and not even... gonna agree. I know, but Who? she's Nothing. wrong. She's no wrong. Fi- okay. <laughs> no, tell me. Tom, Tom Hanks. Hanks. Okay. Oh, see. I mean, he's not like terrible. He can do he anything. Mr. Rogers. How Mr. Yeah. Rogers? Walt Disney? No, I'm, that I love him as an actor. Took the plane down. America's treasure. All he time. is. America's treasure? Okay, if you... He played Mr. Rogers. If you even say to me, Mandy, <laughs> Mandy, have you seen The Terminal? What is The Terminal? See? Okay. You see what we're saying? I'm going to make you... I'm going to make a list of movies that you should watch. And oh then boy. you can come back to me with your assessment. Okay. But I'm telling you, Tom Hanks can do anything. He I'm can not do saying anything. he can't. I'm just saying he is to not me, the only one. that's good acting. If you even think that Leonardo DiCaprio is anywhere near the caliber of acting <laughs> quality that Tom Hanks is, you're wrong. You're just wrong. You're I'm not sure wrong. that we have some strong listener opinions. Please email us, comment on Instagram. Have you seen Inception? Send us an yes. owl I like that movie. Message. Have you not, seen just because a movie The Aviator? Have you so my next seen- book? Have you seen Catch Me If You Can? Because that is the movie where Tom Hanks and DiCaprio are in the same film. Yes, I have seen that movie. And who was better? Tom Hanks. Clearly. I haven't seen the movie, but I can tell you clearly that it was Tom, Tom Hanks. Hanks. No. <laughs> Why is this happening to me right now? Because you wanted to know what we were talking about. Go back. I'm going to go back to finding what shows I've been watching. There you go. <laughs> I'm sorry, Leah. Continue. So for my next book, <laughs> switching gears. So my husband and I recently became foster parents and have Whoop. our first little girl, who is quite the fun thing. Um, <laughs> but I needed help, so <laughs> I've been reading this book that's called *The Connected Child*. Um, Dr. Karen Purvis is the primary author, but some other people wrote it with her. This says, for parents who have welcomed children from other countries and cultures, from troubled backgrounds, or with special behavioral or emotional needs. I highly recommend this for anyone who even wants to be an encouragement to foster care families or adoptive families. I think that it does a very good job of addressing a lot of basic but very important struggles that these children may have, especially with attachment and just trying to build trust, which is something I knew I would have to do but really didn't realize just how important it was until we started this process. Um, And also teaches you how to discipline in a way that still maintains that trust and even builds more trust, um, which can be tricky just based on each child kind of comes with their own set of 
past hurts and issues. And I won't get into all of that right now, but I highly recommend this book. It's been a literal lifesaver. <laughs> it's called The Connected, the Connected Child. Child by Dr. Karen Purvis. Awesome. And we will link it. So, yeah, I honestly was doing so many things wrong. And it doesn't look like a big ginormous <laughs> book and the font isn't tiny. No. it's And that's the thing because I'm going to guarantee most people are not going to read it until they get into the situation where they need it. Right. Um, and it is a really quick read. Um, they are very clear on what each chapter handles. So if you need to skip forward to something, it's pretty easy to do that. Um, I know that families, I think that most families that go with Bethany Christian like adoptive, um, mm, yeah, um, they are required to read oh, okay. it. It's required reading for them, and it just gives you practical things like speak with a voice of authority mm. um, before you discipline your child. Make sure you are in range of the child. You have eye contact with them. You are firmly planted on two feet, so you feel the ground beneath mm. you, and you're ready to be that voice of authority. But you're calm and ready to do it. Now, have I done this every time? <laughs> no <laughs> but it is something that i often think about just little like easy things like that that kind of help make your life easier anyway i could talk all day on that <laughs> another random pick from the library is called epic bike rides of the americas <laughs> it's a lonely planet book which if you know anything about them they produce really pretty like guidebooks for travel and various things like that. So this book is all about bicycle rides through the Americas. So not just the United States, but Canada and Mexico. Um, there's gorgeous pictures, really short little sections. It would be a great coffee table book. But it just tells you about what the path is that you would take for certain areas. So the one that I was very interested in was in um, New York City because I love New York City. And it's a bike ride all around Manhattan. It tells you which ways to take, fun restaurants you could stop at. And if you like that ride, other rides that are close to it. The East Coast rides all look gorgeous. With like, like a houses. fun book, like maybe you're going on a vacation or something. Yep. Like it'd be fun to check that book out. And exactly. Like, hey, let's today let's do a bike ride. And they're not all extremely long. And I think you yeah. can just do parts of them. So it really just tells you about fun bike paths that you can hit yeah. up if you're out somewhere. Um, I think it has something for everyone. So they're not all extreme bike rides. Some of them are trails. Some of them are paths. It's just really pretty and a pleasant little. So cool. I'm having to find things that I can just pick up and read like one page. Right. <laughs> um, and that's a great one. My last adult book is The Girl Who Reads on the Metro by Christine. This is a French name and I don't know how to say it, but it's like Ferret Fleury. Something Ooh, like that. I believe it's fun. translated. I would say this book is magical realism. <laughs> nice. It's about a girl who is walking along and stumbles upon a random door propped open with a book. And she's really offended that someone has used a book to prop open a door. And so she starts to go in and meets this very quirky, fun little girl who shows her in and tells her she should meet her dad and become, what do they call it? A book purveyor i think oh pasteur so basically what these pasteurs do is they take and i may not be saying that correctly feel free to let me know if i'm not they take a book and they find someone that's going to match the book oh okay so they need to figure out which person needs which book 
And based and the guy who the reason I think it's magical realism is the guy who runs the office basically like the books tell them tell him when they're ready to go out. And like he was looking around his crazy office that's filled with books everywhere. And he looks at a pile and says, oh, I think these books are ready to go out. Otherwise, they wouldn't be in this pile. Like they just somehow ended up in this pile magically. And so he gives them to her to give out. So I'm not all the way through it. I'm only partway through it, but the chapters are really short. It's a very easy, quick, light that read. It's like a really fun book. Anyone mm-hmm. who loves books will love this book. So many book references and just all about the importance of the right book for the right person at the right time. So I love it and I I would recommend it. But yeah, it's a lot of fun. I can just pick it up and read a quick chapter and be in love with books. So that's all I have right now for my adult adult reading which sounds weird but just (laughs) no i know what you mean non-children books very good do you want to go mandy okay so of course there's some stephen king happening of course um, with the it's called the outsider not very far into it yet so that's it but if you like stephen king there's also a show i'll talk about that later because i have more to say yes yes exciting I also started reading I Am C-3PO. Yes. Yes. Lauren's probably going to talk about that, too. And she'll probably go into more detail because she's better. Um, But it's a good time if if you're a Star Wars fan, especially. And even if you're not. We started it. You should probably be a Star Wars fan. Well, I don't know. I think if you're a fan of behind the scenes. Exactly. And movies, you're going to like it. I'm just saying, like, if you hate Star Wars, I don't know. If you know. hate Star Wars, then you just go away. No. Like, no one wants to talk <laughs> to you. <laughs> What's wrong with you? Yeah, but I don't something think, wrong with you. I think what you are tr- maybe trying to say is you don't have to be, like, a hardcore Star no, Wars right. fan. No, no. Like, if you... I think, yeah, I think you'll appreciate yes. it more if you're hardcore. But if you just, like, know about Star Wars, or, again, like, want to know about behind yes. the scenes for filming things. It's very interesting. You're going to really like it. Mm-hmm. And there's pictures. Yes, there are. And if you do the audiobook, he reads it to you. And if you're tr- trying, you want to get into Star Wars more, I feel like you it's a good You might have a better appreciation too. for it. Because he's got a lot of, he's been there for everything. Pretty much. Did we? So this is Anthony Daniels who yes. plays C three PO, the gold robot. If you aren't into Star Wars, and we still love robot. you if you're the not. British accent. <laughs> I'm just so saying. He's, he, Anthony Daniels has actually been in every Star Wars movie that has been made. Isn't he the only one that's been? He, I think he I is. Think he is. So, in case you don't realize this, the gold robot is not actually a robot. There is a man <laughs> a inside in that there. suit. Who almost died. <laughs> yeah. yeah. He did. Like, he's like, it, I, I never stopped to realize how hard that must have yes. been to be inside that suit. And he just, I just like, bless him for doing that. And to that. convey such a personality. Yes. C3PO has a big personality. Yes. yes. And I never thought about the fact that he doesn't have Mm-mm. like facial motions. Mm-hmm. Like, his eyes can Mm-mm. blink and that's it. Mm-hmm. No, it's it's purely through like body movement, language, yeah. body yes. language, and the things he says. Yeah, and he's so funny. <laughs> the way he says them. Yeah, if you have like, because I didn't, I didn't know who he was until we went to Star Wars oh, Celebration. Really? Okay. So, like, seeing him, yeah, 
and and like you knew who he was even if they didn't tell you who he was right like, even though he like is C3 he he is. Is. <laughs> like he just has put himself into the character and it is fantastic. I feel like Anthony Daniels loves to talk as much as C3PO yes, loves to he talk. Does. They had to cut him off. I'm like, pretty sure that he's like ADHD or something. something. <laughs> he's hilarious and not like not The book talking. reads like it. Yes. He, he definitely goes it's, off it's on just, rabbit trails. There's nothing wrong with that, no. but it just cracks me yep. up because he's just constantly like whatever pops yes. into his head. He's yes. just like, so yeah, if you... I don't know if there's videos on the internet of this. Uh, there's interviews of him. Yeah. But yeah, if you've never seen him, him. The latest movie, like they, ju- I feel like they just let him like have his time because. It wouldn't surprise me. <laughs> he, he talks about it in the book. Shines. Like he talks about it in the book. There's, there's not too much that he says because I believe the book came out before the rise it of did. Skywalker. So he doesn't really talk too much, but he does talk about. You know, because in The Force Awakens and in The Last Jedi, C-3PO doesn't really have right. that big of a role. Mm-hmm. And so he talks about, in the book, kind of how it came about that C-3PO has a bigger role in The Rise of Skywalker. Awesome. So, yeah, it's just, yeah, I think it's a great book if you love Star Wars, if you love movies and like to know behind the scenes. But, yeah, it was just, I enjoyed reading it. So, um, The other book that I am reading is... um sort of forced reading by Leah's husband. He's very bossy. <laughs> uh, which is The Meaning of Marriage uh, by Tim Keller. And Kathy. Yes. And <laughs> so, so myself and my fiance are both reading it because we are being counseled by Joey because he's going to marry us. Aww, <laughs> <Yes>. So cute. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, and it's, I'm really enjoying the book. Like, it's fantastic. Mm-hmm. And so if you're married or getting married or want to get married ever, I would read yeah. it. Or even I just agree. want to support marriage. Yeah. If you're a single yeah. person. That's... He, I think there's a chapter in the book that addresses I think singles. so. Um, I haven't gotten that far. Yeah, I think there's a chapter. Or I think throughout the book he addresses singles. He does. Because, because his church yes, is singles. His church right. is mostly singles because um, he's a pastor in New York City, so. A lot of single mm-hmm. people there. Mm-hmm. I agree with you, Mandy. Like, this is probably the best book on marriage I've ever read. And Same. it has literally changed my husband and I's marriage. Like, we just mm-hmm. read it in December. And it has changed our marriage. Like, for the better. Mm-hmm. I agree. I listen to the sermons. So, he has a podcast. And his sermon series on marriage is basically the book. Yeah. It's, it, I think he took his sermons and made them into a book yes so so i listened to the sermons and then joey's reading the book but it is so practical so practical mm-hmm. and like mandy you've said this i i overhear counseling but like he says things in a way they're things that we all know but he puts it into words so elegantly and so mm-hmm. like concisely it, yes it, it so makes concise. you it it shifts your yes. thinking on it I guess broadens, yeah, yeah. Your your mm-hmm. thoughts mm-hmm. on things that you already know, right. quote unquote. But it just, I guess, solidifies those things and makes them click more. Yes. And I I think even makes it easier to practice those mm-hmm. things that he's talking mm-hmm. about. Have you guys gotten to the chapter where he talks about like 
basically how to have a good argument with each other. Like he he gives like a script almost. Oh, of, nice. Like, um, what you should say. No, we are only okay. We're we're well, that's on, coming. We just finished session three, okay. so that's three it's chapters coming, in. And it is, and maybe that's not in the book. Maybe that's in one of the sermons I listened to. I don't know. It might be in both. I think anyway, it might be in both. For sure, it's in one of the sermons. He and his wife, I think it sounded like they were doing a marriage conference. Mm-hmm. And so um, it was kind of he, him and Kathy going back and forth and mm-hmm. talking about different topics. And so he gives kind of like a script or a format of how you, sh- if, you de- if you feel like you need to confront your spouse about something, he gives a format on that. And I just found that so helpful because it takes out because sometimes when you confront your spouse about something, they can just automatically go on the defensive. Right. And so he helps you word it in a way that won't make them go on the defensive. It's like right. you and your spouse are on a team and the problem is yes. your enemy. Mm-hmm. Your spouse is not your enemy. And yep. I just, it it was kind of awkward at first, but we were both like, we just, we need to do this. Yep. And it just was so helpful. Yep. It was so helpful. His emphasis on friendship in marriage was what helped me I think the most out of all of the teaching because it takes away that false idea that marriage has to be all lovey-dovey like ooey-gooey feelings all the time in order to be a healthy relationship Mm -hmm. healthy relationships are based on mutual interests mutual like you yes. have like you're on the same team. You like mm-hmm. each other. You're friends. Like you're ready to like you said the problem is the enemy. It's not each other. And when you have that basis of friendship and enjoyment in that way when all of the like romantic feelings aren't there all the time or like he mm-hmm. says you're going to get old and just keeping this PG. <laughs> like you're going to get old yes. <laughs> and that like attractiveness and all yeah. those things that we as a culture find important. Yes are going to fade away and if you don't have that basis of and like just generally enjoying to be with each other you're going to struggle and i think that's important to keep in mind and keep in focus as you're building your marriage yes to focus on that too yeah like mm-hmm. to enjoy being well, with each it, other it, that was like i think one of the big things that we just talked about from the chapter was talking about like how pet passion gets you to the altar yeah but, um i have notes here <laughs> so proud of you mandy you're such a I good student know. well i figure you know what with committing for the rest of my life to something <laughs> i should take it seriously yes <laughs> a little more seriously notes. than the books i read or don't ah yes passion gets us to the altar promise gets us into the future mm-hmm. and we elaborated on that um, further but we ta- we talked about you know like getting old and gaining weight mm-hmm. and what if you get like a disease or right. something you know like you don't know what right. the future is going mm-hmm. to bring so and I don't think people think about that going into no. marriage that things aren't always going to be like what they are now mm-hmm. yep um, and not just with your feelings, but with your circumstances. Yep. Yeah. Um, and so I actually wrote down like the the very last quote in the chapter because it made me cry because um, obviously um, you're you're also discussing the picture of marriage mm-hmm. with God. Mm-hmm. Right. 
And the quote was, uh, when Jesus looked down from the cross, he didn't think, I am giving myself to you because you are so attractive to me. Mm-hmm. No, he was in agony, and he looked down at us, denying him, abandoning him, and betraying him. And in the greatest act of love in history, he stayed. He said, Father, forgive them. They don't know what they are doing. He loved us not because we were lovely to him, but to make us lovely. That is why I am going to love my spouse. Uh, And then it says, speak to your heart like that and then fulfill the promises you made on your wedding day. And and again, like it was just another moment where like, again, something I've known forever. Mm -hmm. But my brain just was like, like, if you live like that, I think it almost makes it easier mm-hmm. to like you know and obviously marriage isn't going to be easy I'm Mm-mm. not married yet but I know it's not going to be easy but I feel like if you can change your your thinking and everything like that it's going to come through in your actions and make you be able to more easily love your spouse mm-hmm. because it's not about what can my husband give me yep. right. how can he make me yep. happier mm-hmm. it's about what can I do for him? How can I make him? How can I point him to Christ? How can I? Right. How can we sharpen each other? And how can we make each other more lovely? Yep. Yes. I think one of the most helpful things that I got out of that whole thing was um, he talks about how Christ loved us. He loved us when we didn't love him. So basically what right. you just read. Mm-hmm. And so... How do we show that love? We are to be Christ to each other. How do we show that love to our spouse? When your spouse is being unlovely, mm. yes, you don't return that. <laughs> You're kind and you are you respond very kindly in a loving manner. And that kindness helps to turn them to repentance. Right. Because mm-hmm. when someone's not coming back at you, it kind of mm-hmm. stops you dead in your tracks. Right. And that to me was like, it was so important. I mean, yes, God loved me when I was shaking mm-hmm. my fist at him. And how dare I do that back to my spouse instead of showing him Christ's love? Right. And it translates to every area of our lives. Right. Yeah. You it know, does. like we were unlovely people and we have been loved. And so when we go out and someone is rude to us or doesn't treat us the way we feel we should be treated, that's not showing Christ to people. Mm-mm. That's showing ourselves to people. <laughs> you know. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I agree. And I've even ex- it's it's funny because, like, as we've been going through this, I've experienced things in real life at work and mm-hmm. stuff that have reminded me of all of this stuff. Um. So it is helpful in other areas mm-hmm. of life too. And I've actually, you know, put it into practice. Like, well, maybe if I change the way that I'm reacting to this, yeah, the situation will change. And and it has happened yep. in several yeah. situations in my life. It can de-escalate a situation right. very quickly. Yeah. yeah. I love in the book, you know, he talks about being loving, but he talks about the balance between truth and love. Mm-hmm. And so sometimes we can come at, well, you, you know, you did this and it was wrong. And, and, and yes, maybe it was wrong. But again, mm-hmm. having that balance of, of confronting each other in love but then on the flip side he's like you can't just let your spouse get away with murder basically like it's that's not loving either and so he just he just again in a way that tim keller can do 
writes about mm-hmm. that in such mm-hmm. a way that it makes it easy to understand and easy to put into practice. Right, right. Which is something that we also discussed, the other thing you mentioned um, about Joey gave us, like, uh, which is Leah's husband, uh, ho- homework, basically, to ask each other, you know, how can how can I serve you? Um, but there was a l- sort of rules with it that it it couldn't be anything like that would like harm the like harm the other person or s- stuff like that. And so it's funny because Drew is really going home with that. Like, <laughs> no, I'm not going to do that for you. It's not good for you. <laughs> <laughs> so thank you, Joey. <laughs> For changing my it's life. Not good for you. <laughs> That's great. <laughs> so, but that has been fun too because, like, I just put that into my head, and it's it's made me do things happier to do things because I'm doing them for him, and and not me, which is funny because you know you think that when you're doing it for yourself, you're happier, but. I don't know. It's just been a very fun journey so far. I'm so glad. That's encouraging to hear. Yes. Yeah. As you can tell, listeners, this is a book you should read. Yeah. Five stars. (laughs) Yes. If there were more stars, all the stars. And I'll put a link to that podcast of his if you're a person Mm -hmm. who likes audio format better. So because it was very helpful. And his his sermons are usually 30 minutes or less. So it's an easy it's an easy way to get through all, a lot of content. Um, I think that all my books. I, I did pull out the Notebook again because mm. I watched the movie, Aww. and I actually started reading it again. And I'm having an easier time than last time. So I had an issue the last time with my mind kept going to the movie. Right. Yeah. Um, but I'm doing a good job this time. So that's good. Yeah. Oldie but a goodie. <laughs> nice romantic little. Let's go on to Lauren. I'm sure, she has a lot. Okay, so she's unrolling her. Well, scroll. I mean, you guys talked about a few. Of we them, did, so I don't have to talk about it again. So the book that I just finished, like a day or two ago, is called "Adventures with Waffles" by Maria Parr. This is a children's book. I'm so curious about this oh. book. It looks so cute. I was waiting for you to say if it was a children's book or not. <laughs> yes. It's a cookbook. <laughs> yeah, it could be, yeah. <laughs> so I don't like just a lot of hard stuff has been happening, not necessarily to me, but to people in my life. And it's just been a really depressing time. And so this book was just such a breath of fresh air, like just a delightful, cute, silly, heartwarming read. Aww. So it's originally, this book was originally written in Norwegian. Love it. So if you look at us being cultural. I know. So if you need a book for like a book list that you're reading through, like a book in translation, this one. Perfect. This book is super cute. It is. So it's about this little boy named Trill and his next door neighbor, Lena, and she is his best friend. She's like the only girl in their class. He at the beginning of the book he says, So Lena is my best friend. And I think I'm her best friend, but she's never told me, so I Aww. don't really know. And so it's like this That's book so he's cute. a little bit insecure about like, am I her best friend? Like she's my best friend. But anyway, they they do all these crazy things together. And it's hilarious. Aww. And so 
So Trill's family is big. He has a lot of siblings. And his grandpa lives with them, too. And then Lena, it's just her and her mom. Mm. And so, like, you get to hear all their families interact. And the little town they live in is a very close-knit community. Aww. So the the story starts on one midsummer. And it ends the next midsummer. So it goes through, like, a year of their life. Um, it's told from Trill's perspective. He's the one telling all these stories. But, like, each chapter is, like, its own tiny story. Oh, even I though like it fits that. into, like, the bigger picture. Mm-hmm. Um, so I feel like... I'm, I don't feel like I know that this book <laughs> would be a great read aloud yeah, book because like you it. could like read a chapter mm-hmm. a night and your kids aren't going to be like, I mean, they might be like, keep reading, right. but it's not like they, they need to know what's right. going to happen next because the story has been wrapped up. I love it. So I just thought it was so cute. I think this would be a great read aloud for any child of any age who, who loves to listen to stories. Right. You know, if you have a four-year-old that's really good at listening to books read aloud to them, like not a picture book, this would be, I mean... It's a great book for all so ages. Fun. So I I just, I highly recommend it. It was super cute and delightful and heartwarming. All the things. Yes. Um, it's not very long, so. The next book I would like to talk about. So the, these next books I'm going to talk about are books that I am in the midst of. Mm. I have not finished them. So I'm in the midst of A Heart So Fierce and Broken by Brigitte Kemmerer. This book is the sequel to A Curse So Dark and Lonely that oh, I've talked yes. about before, which was the uh, Beauty and the Beast retelling. Reading is it good? So, so far, I'm, I guess I'm about halfway through, well, maybe a third of the way. It's a long book. It's like 400 pages, oh which is long to me. I know some people oh, are like, long. whatever. So, I would say this book is not as easy to get into as the first book. Mm. The first book, just from page one, I was just like, yes, and I didn't want to put it down. Like, whenever I had to put it down, I was sad. (laughs) This book, not so much. It seems like she is setting up, it's taking her a while to set stuff up for this second book. Okay. She introduced a new character, so we're, we're learning about her. So there's a lot of setup. I feel like there was a lot of chapters in the book where she's just she's trying to get you familiar with relationships that are being formed Mm -hmm. to get you to understand how important these relationships are because of something that's going to happen down the road in the book so i'm i'm on like i'm in the hundreds right now of my pages and i would say it it's just now getting exciting so it's not necessarily a bad thing it's just different than the first book so i it was, um, I had this expectation because I've read another book of hers. Mm, expectations. Yes. I've, had, I've read another book of Brigitte's. <laughs> I can tell you something about that. And it was like, again, from page one, really liked it. So I'm wondering if this is just like a second book in a series thing. Maybe. Where just, you have to set up a lot of things yeah. to get where you're going. Yeah. As so, so far I'm liking it. It just took me a while to get into it. So. The next book I would like to talk about is called Just Show Up. It might be underneath because I put my books on top of it. Oh, I got it over here. Yours. Imagine us surrounded by piles of books. You will be imagining correctly. (laughs) (laughs) So it's called Just Show Up, The Dance of Walking Through Suffering Together by Kara Tippetts and Jill Lynn Boutin. Again, the reason I'm reading this book is because I have people in my life who are going through suffering and leah you've read this book i think you're the one that recommended it to me like several months ago 
And so I was like, oh, cool. I'll put that on my list. Did of you books not to recommend read. it to me because I don't read? Probably. Okay. <laughs> I think I heard about it in our book yeah. share that we go to. And then another lady in our book share read it and she posted on Instagram, like, this is a good read. It's their secret group without me. <laughs> You're welcome to join. It's not a secret it's group. Not a secret. <laughs> we literally just talked about it. Um, and so I had it on my, you know, TBR pile to read. And then a few weeks ago, something very hard happened to a friend of mine. And I, I just was like, I'm going to Amazon and buying this book. One day shipping. <laughs> like, I need to read this book. <laughs> I'm not all the way through it yet, but I, I'm i finding it very helpful. They give very practical advice on help, how to be an encouragement to people in your lives that are going through suffering. Because sometimes, at least for me... I'm an introvert, so I don't know if that's part of it. You just don't know what to do to help people. And -mm. if you say to somebody, let us know what you need, they don't know what they need. So they aren't going to tell you what they need. And so it's just like this. most of the time, they're not going to do that either. No, no. I mean, as someone who has walked through suffering, like when Nora was in the NICU, I would have people say that to me. I'm like, I don't know. Like, and it's just like, now that I'm out of it, I look back. And so I'm able to help other people going through it. Like, if someone asks you for help, say this, (laughs) like. Tell them to do your laundry or mow your, mow your yard or, you know, things like <laughs> yeah. that, that that you wouldn't be comfortable asking people right. to do yes, or even think to ask people to yeah. do. And th- so they give a lot of that advice in this book. So Kara, when they wrote this book, she was going through cancer. Uh, so she writes from the perspective of the person going through suffering. And Jill writes from the perspective of the friend mm. who's the encouragement. And I feel like Jill writes most of the stuff in this book. Like, Jill writes the majority of each chapter, and then Kara kind of writes something at the end to kind of give her perspective. So far, I I like it, and it's been a help to me. And that's all I've got. That was delightful. Wow, I'm impressed. Well, you guys took some of the ones I talked about, so... Or I I was going to talk about. Maybe this is Story Thieves. That's another book. (laughs) It's our new strategy. We're just going to start each reading some of the things you are. Well, let's move on, guys, to children's books we're loving. Oh, boy. I'll go first then. I have three stacks. Because Leah has, seriously, a ginormous (laughs) pile. She has two piles. I put some of them down below because I'm not going to talk about them. So technically, there's three piles. (laughs) Great. (laughs) So books... (laughs) Ah, it's almost 8 o'clock. That explains it. (laughs) So books that me and my daughter, excuse me, books that my daughter and I are loving right now. Speak right. Right. I know. I know. We're a legit podcast. So some books that my daughter and I are loving right now are the My First Little House books. And so it's like the little house on the prairie books, but they've Mm. taken them and made them into picture books. I have one right here. Oh, maybe I could relate um, more to pictures. Yeah. Because Nora, so like, we tried we tried listening to Little House in the Big Woods on audio, and she's just not ready for that. Like, uh, we were listening to it at breakfast, and it's just getting into how paws, you know, skinning these oh, animals dear. and, like, yeah, all this stuff, which is super interesting. Uh, but she just was not. She's, she's, no. that, that's boring to her. So a friend of mine recommended these instead. And so they're just, it's called the My First Little House Books. So the one I have right here is A Little House Birthday. And so they're they are 
stories taken from the okay the books just in a shortened version like i i imagine this is probably like a chapter right. out of one of the books so it's just like a shortened version um so they're adapted from the little house books the illustrations for these books are inspired by the work of garth williams who illustrated the little house books so and he gives his permission to do this so thanks garth but anyway, she's been really liking these, and I have too. I just I think they're so fun, and it's just a a fun way to introduce the little house books to your younger younger children who maybe aren't ready to listen to the other books yet. Oh, and another book series we've been liking is the Bear Books. I don't know if that's what they're called, but it's like Bears Loose Tooth, Bear Says Thanks. Hmm. I think Bear Snores On or something like that. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Yeah, so these books are written by Karma Wilson and they're illustrated by Jane Chapman. They're just cute little simple books. Uh what I really like about them is they're very repetitive. My daughter is at the age right now where um she's learning how to read, so I would consider her an early reader. And so it's been fun like as I'm reading it to her, she'll she'll point at the words as I'm reading them mm-hmm. and then like we'll get to the next page where it's literally repeating the same thing. And she'll point at the words and, and read them. And so oh, it's just, fun. I think it's fun. Some people might find these books annoying because of the repetitive nature. But I think, especially for your younger children who are learning how to read, they're great. It is a stepping stone. Exactly. And the illustrations Literary. are super cute. Love it. That's the word I was trying to think of. We're also really liking the Berenstain Bears books right now. Like, mm. I love those books. I yes. forgot how much I love them. Well, as a kid, like you don't really notice these things, but they all teach a lesson. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. There's a moral mm-hmm. to the story. Mm-hmm. These books are preachy. I'll just say that. Like these are <laughs> preachy books. <laughs> so if you if there's something specific you want your kid to work on, mm-hmm. there's probably a Berenstain Bears book about it. <laughs> there's yes. so many. So I always loved the show when I was a kid yes. too. I loved the show too. Mm-hmm. I didn't read the books as much. Um, but I loved the show. Yeah, I loved the show as a kid too. So I want to watch it again. I know, so good. So yeah, nothing like crazy deep or super like. I don't know. I just like these books and they're fun. All right, Leah, it's your turn. So as I mentioned, I'm a new mother, so <laughs> I have a toddler now, and she at first was not at all interested in books, so obviously that became my mission, <laughs> to start reading. <laughs> we are not going to have this. <laughs> <laughs> so I have figured out she loves, like you were just mentioning, she loves repetition, especially if it's a sound word. So, for instance, we were recently at a conference with my husband. He's a pastor. And I didn't attend the conference, but I did attend the bookstore. (laughs) And (laughs) I was very impressed by both the quantity and the quality of children, Christian children's books, fiction and nonfiction that are being produced. And I picked up a couple books about uh, basic Bible stories that probably most people know about. So one is Noah and one is Jonah. And I'll just open this. So one of the first thing I uh, saw about these books is that the characters are um, the proper race. 
So <laughs> it's not your typical. Oh yeah, I see everyone's yes, white yes. Um, yes. kind of yes. Bible story book. So for most of you who probably already know this, Bible characters are not white typically. <laughs> Usually they are of <laughs> Middle Eastern descent or something mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. not white. So this book, all the characters are um, people of color. And the first page, I'll just read it. It says, God said to Noah, I am going to splash, splash, splash them all away. And so she always says the word with me three times. Um, but I promise I will keep you and your family safe, safe, safe. Mm-hmm. Um, so she'll say safe, safe, safe. So there's like chop, 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 chip, 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 bam, bam, bam when he's making the boat. That's so cool. It's so cool. The animals noises are on there. And then as you keep going, the phrase just as he promised is repeated at the end of every page. Mm-hmm. And by the end of the book, she was saying promised with me every time so for my toddler to learn the word promised and to know that god promised it and keeps his promises and she learned about the rainbow and all of that so i would highly recommend these books so this one is called noah and the very big boat it's written by tim thornborough illustrated by jennifer davison and the illustrations are very cute i really like them the other book is jonah and the very big fish written by tim thornborough so these books are also rather inexpensive. So they'd be great gifts if you're looking for a gift for maybe a baby shower or something. So the next book is not for kids, not for little kids. This would be more for upper elementary or even junior high. Um, it's called The Wall, Growing Up Behind the Iron Curtain by Peter Sis. So this book was recommended by a new podcast called Strong Sense of Place. And they go around to different um, cities. They started in... The Czech Republic, I can't remember which city they're in. Um, They've gone to Japan, and this book is in Berlin, obviously. So it's about this guy who grew up behind the Iron Curtain, and he um, liked to draw. So he did all the illustrations in this book. So it has basic sentences at the bottom, and then all around the pictures, it has historical facts and information from this guy's history about growing up behind the iron curtain and it goes into his adulthood so it definitely would be for older children or even adults i think it would be very interesting for adults just to get a picture of what it was like to live in communism basically and all that that entailed so it's very interesting i actually picked it up for my husband to read because he was listening to the podcast with me and thought it sounded like a good book so Good job, Joey. I will just kind of list some of these other books. Uh, Hello Ninja by N.D. Wilson. Ooh, that one looks pretty. It's very pretty. The illustrations are gorgeous. It's a very simple, simple book. Um, But they also made a Netflix show about it, which I really like. He has a little friend. Um, She's really cute. (laughs) She's really funny. And there's also a cat who is the true hero of all the stories. But the pages are really simple, so it definitely be for younger readers. Hello, ninja. Yes, hello. What do ninjas do all day? So it's like one little sentence per page. Very cute. Kiki and Jack's The Life-Changing Magic of Friendship by Marie Kondo. I just have to say, you know, each book, sometimes you relate mm. to a specific character. I happen to love squirrels. The squirrel in this book is Kiki. She's a <laughs> red-headed European squirrel. So if you know anything about Marie Kondo, she's all about cleaning up. Kiki in the story is the redheaded squirrel who has a very messy room. 
<laughs> I also <laughs> had a very messy room and a squirrel-like no. attention when it came to cleaning it up. Really? I did. There's literally a picture of her with like nuts and pine cones stashed all around her room. And I, I've never related to anything more in literature. <laughs> Not just that, but it's like that it is a squirrel. Like, have you ever watched squirrels? Yes. Like, I just recently this year actually, like, sat outside and, like, <laughs> Squirrels watched are the best. Them. They're, like, crazy people. They are. <laughs> and it's, like, I'm watching them hop around my yard, yes. like, where is it? Yeah. I know, th- exactly. I, know I, I know buried it, it somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> so, the whole story is Kiki and Jax trying to play together, but Kiki can't find anything. She's lost everything, and her room is full, so he can't come play with her, and um, then Jax is a really good friend and helps her clean up and organize the Marie Kondo way. So I know people have mixed feelings about Marie Kondo, but this book is really cute. So you know what? I know. It's I okay. have mixed feelings about a lot of things, <laughs> but it doesn't mean you can't learn and take exactly. something away from exactly. it. You know? So we asked for recommendations and maybe we'll talk about this later, but we asked for recommendations on kids books. Mainly I did because I wanted recommendations for picture books um so someone mentioned jonathan bean books and i just checked out the book big snow it's a delightful book it's a very simple book it's about a boy just going about his day wondering when they're going to get their big snowstorm and it's a great book for this time of year and then he falls asleep and has a dream and so you kind of see his dream so there's a little bit of kind of extreme things going on there because of his dream but um, it's just really easy to read and it's kind of a narrative form. So I think it's good for kids to hear and I really enjoyed it. It's nothing like extreme or exciting. It's just like a basic book I don't mind reading over and over again. Sometimes you don't need theatrics. You don't. You really don't. Sometimes you just need a cup of coffee. So he has a few other books. He has a, actually has a book about homeschooling. It's really cute. Uh, this is my home. This is my school. I should have been homeschooled. Right? Me too. Well, probably not. That wouldn't have no. gone well. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> we've read The Pout Pout Fish. It's a little bit annoying to me, but it my annoying. daughter likes it. <laughs> I read it The Day You Begin by Jacqueline Woodson. It wasn't my favorite. It's a good book about accepting people of all races and preferences and all that kind of stuff. So it's a very important mm. book. I didn't read very easily for me lauren and i were discussing it earlier and she said she felt like it was supposed to be chappy so it was well written i just it's hard it's a not a great read aloud when you're reading it to a toddler let's just say that Mm. um the last book i will discuss is blueberries for sale by robert mccloskey blueberries it's a very old book i think it was published in like the 1940s i was gonna say it looks but i like that look Yes. It's so simple. All the pictures are childhood. in blue and cream. Um, blue and and cream. you just follow it, Sal's story of going blueberry picking with her mother. And then she gets mixed up with a baby bear. And I don't know. It's really cute. And it's fun Looking to read. Looking at that, even from afar, is like comforting me. It's very soothing. Yeah. I've read it a lot. Oh, it's so cute. So, Blueberries for Sal won the Caldecott Honor in 19... What did you say? 1949? Which is funny because if you look at the illustrations, it's 
it would not win today. They're very plain. But well done. And comforting. Very comforting. This book, I would say, is like a blanket. If the other book was a cup of coffee, (laughs) this book is like your most (laughs) snuggly blanket. Let's talk about shows we've been binge watching or just loving. Because sometimes we can't binge watch shows if they only come out it's weekly. True. It's true. This it's is hard to binge watch. Category. All right, Mandy, I'm going to let you go first then. Oh, okay. If you want, you don't have sure. to. Go through okay, your so proverbial stack of shows. Some of these are probably, most of these are for adults. <laughs> yeah, probably. <laughs> So I will start with The Outsider, which was the book that I mentioned earlier by Stephen King. What platform is this on? This is on um, HBO, where Stephen King belongs. It is definitely like a mystery murder case type thing. You have your investigators and stuff. Um, But then there's also like the... I guess, quote unquote, paranormal side of it because it's Stephen King. I don't know. I'm really enjoying it because it's not like scary, really. Like it's, I guess, a little suspenseful. But yeah, it's, uh, I can deal with the level of it. Um, So what happens is it's basically it starts off and there's like a murder and the guy that supposedly murdered this person is um actually at like a conference somewhere else and there's like video footage of both of them so how body double twins um and then you go (laughs) mystery (laughs) solved (laughs) no you go into it further and they are like figuring it out figuring out that it's some sort of i guess entity quote unquote that is like feeding and so on yeah um yeah yeah sounds very stranger things it is it is Uh, in fact even like the gore in it is sort of stranger things ish um definitely not for children though side note there's gonna be a season four of stranger things of course there is there better be a season 1000 of stranger things i just want to say i called it and you know what I'm talking about because I'm sure there's people listening who haven't seen it seen any of the show and I don't want to spoil anything but I called it yeah the preview. All they have to do is watch the trailer. I know, but I called it, it. But they don't. They don't know. But I also know, called it. I was like, no way. I just said I will not go on. <laughs> <laughs> that is not true. <laughs> anyway, sorry. Side note. Sorry. Okay, so I'll move on to the next one, and it's sort of, I guess, similar. Um, it's called The Stranger. This one I think is on Netflix. Yeah, I think I've seen it on there. I haven't watched it, but. And I started watching it because The Outsider I've been watching with Drew. And so I started watching this because I was like, oh, I found a show that maybe yeah. he'll watch with me. He wouldn't watch it with me. He said it's too soap opera-y. But whatever. What does he know? I'm just kidding. You know a lot, Drew. I'm sure Did you're listening. Listen? <laughs> Do you even listen to my podcast anymore? Who <laughs> is he in the sky? We should like say like a random word or phrase and right. he'll have to say it back to you if he actually listened. <laughs> Potatoes. Um, so The Stranger is really fun <laughs> because <laughs> she like shows up, tells people like this 
dark secret about someone in their life. Like, it, they don't even know this person, but... And then, like, it all away. unfolds. Oh, okay. Yes. She does go away. But then she comes back. But, anywho. So, this whole time, you're like, is this, like, a real person? Or, like, is this person, like celestial (laughs) right you know showing up or whatever so like it's a mystery there's a lot of action suspense it's a good time i like it yeah and i found out it's also a book it's you it's all coming together (sighs) full circle here people except i haven't read the book it's okay um but i might another show that i've been watching or did watch um, is called The Leftovers. This one was weird. This one's on HBO. And it starts out with an event that's reminiscent of, like, the rapture, I guess. Like, people just disappear. Mm. And so they're living in this world where people, some people have lost, like, their entire families have just disappeared. I finished it. I still have no idea, hmm. like, what... They don't ever explain anything no the the ending was like i couldn't tell if like we were on the like other side of paradise or something or like it was so weird but if you're into stuff like that um and you have access to hbo boom i've also been really into like murder documentaries lately oh my goodness mandy drew asked me if he should be concerned (laughs) he might need to be look i feel like true crime is like this new like trendy genre lately i'm not going to i was into it before or listen or watch because i like to sleep at night I am into it on the... I've always been into things that have to do with, like, the way people's brains work. Um, So that's why I'm super into them. Because I... It's the side of it where I'm like, how does your brain have to work to do something like this? You know what I mean? And I mean, obviously, like, sometimes it's just, like, evil in the world. But then other times, like, they have experts in there Mm -hmm. and... Such as the mind of Aaron Hernandez, where it's controversial. Oh my goodness! On if his um, he was a football player. Mm-hmm. Um, and so there's uh, talks and theories of the murders he supposedly allegedly committed if they were caused by Brain repeated uh, concussions and stuff. And then the other one is the staircase, which is about what was his name? Something Peterson. Where his wife, like, fell down the stairs mm-hmm. and stuff like that. Um, which I still don't know if I think he did it or not. So, you know, check it out. Last one. Lock and Key. Oh, I've heard of this. Yes. It is a show based on, um, I believe they're comic books. Nice. And it's super cool. It's like... Is it scary at all? It is a little scary. Like Stranger it's, Things scary? Scarier? Less scary? I would say Stranger Things okay, level, but okay. a little bit different. Okay. It's like, I would get, I would compare it to like a darker version of sort of like Narnia-esque Because the main stuff. characters are kids. They are kids. And so, and their last name is Locke, so it's spelled L-O-C-K-E. And they move, their dad dies or gets murdered, and they move back to the family home, which is called, like, Lock Mansion or something. I don't know. I can't remember. 
Anywho, the youngest kid starts finding, like, these keys, mm. and they do stuff. Open doors that do different things. You just have to watch the show. Okay. I'll, I was nervous to watch it because I'd heard that it was a little bit of suspense. And, it, it is. There is. And I just wasn't sure if I was ready for that yet. I don't think Italian. it's anything on a level that you haven't already okay. watched. All right. I'll check it out then. Because it's rated TV 14. Sometimes I never know. Oh, is that above your it's level, It's not above. Lauren? It's just it can mean different <laughs> things. Like Gilmore Girls is rated that. And so is the Umbrella Academy. But the Umbrella Academy has a lot of, you know, violence in it that Gilmore it Girls does. doesn't have. <laughs> so. But it's that's like violence that you'd see like in a superhero movie. Anywho. Um, it's, it's really cool, and it's, like, you're very, like, mysterious, you're going on an adventure. Okay. It's a good time. Okay. Check it out. And maybe check out the comics. I will check it out. Thank and that's you. the end of my show list. All right, Leah, you're All up. right. So, I haven't had as much TV watching time as I used to have. <laughs> so, I'll just take a moment of silence for that. So, we have been liking the show Elementary. I have heard about this. We It's kind of our go-to. If we have time to watch TV, we'll sit and watch an episode. I think we watch it on Hulu. And there's quite a few seasons, so got a lot left to go. It's very interesting. It's a modern-day take on Sherlock, and mm-hmm. um, Watson is Lucy Liu, played by Lucy Liu, so she's a girl. And Sherlock, who is the guy that plays Sherlock? Do you know his name? I don't know, but I really like him. So it's like another crime show. It's usually like the second or third person they interview is the one that did it, that kind of thing. But I don't know. It's nice. It's got a nice little tidy wrap up usually every episode. So so the actor who plays Sherlock in elementary is Johnny Lee Miller. If you watch a lot of BBC stuff, I think in his younger years, he was on He's in a version, like a version of Emma. Yes. I He's just a very good actor. And I think he channels the idea of Sherlock really well. And I think he almost makes him borderline, like, autistic a little bit. Hmm. Um, just some of his mannerisms and things that he does makes him seem a little autistic. Just some of his, I don't know. I don't even know how to describe it. But I like it because it shows you i think sherlock is described as like a like a high functioning sociopath yeah so i think that's probably what you're Maybe. observing Ooh. picking that up I learned that from sherlock. i'm not saying that autistic people are sociopaths i just want to say no that. it's just yeah but anyway his mannerisms and everything he's very deliberate about what he does yeah and i really like that another show that's an easy kind of watch it when you can show is longmire on netflix Okay, I've heard so many people mm-hmm. talk about this that I guess now I have to watch it. It's based in Wyoming, I believe. Um, so he's like the Longmire's the sheriff, and he's like a cowboy, good old boy, like Clint Eastwood type. Ah, and um, he has his own personal drama that's going on, and then obviously he solves a crime. It's another crime show wrapped up. But actually, they do a lot of his story too. And all the different characters that are in his community. So it's it's very interesting and well done. I enjoy that show. A show I watch by myself and have already run out of episodes is Terrace House. 
So it's a Japanese reality show. It is subtitled. I will say I don't enjoy all of it. There are certain, if you really want to watch it, private message us and I'll tell you which seasons to watch because not all of them are good. But (laughs) the season I started with was just a low drama. Everyone's supporting each other. It's young adults, um, singles, and they live in the same house. And it's not like an American version where it's just everyone fighting and matching up and all of that. Um, They're very proper and polite and ask each other out on dates and then discuss whether or not they're going to hold hands. And like, I don't know. It's really cute. cute. And you learn a lot about Japanese culture. And I don't know. So it's not all the seasons are great. I will say that. Um, But if you're interested, let me know. And then another one is Hello Ninja, which I already talked about the book. And obviously, I'm watching more children's television. And Hello Ninja is one of those shows that I want to watch with her. <laughs> so we don't watch a lot of TV, but that is one that I will I'll put on every once in a while. And it's really cute. He does his little ninja adventures, and it's fun. The cat is funny. That's it. That's all I got. Wow. Yes, it's my turn then. So, a show that I binge-watched in, like, two days. <laughs> High price. Back in January, I think. It's called Virgin River. It's on Netflix. I think there's, like, yes, ten episodes. It. There will be a season two, I just saw. Nice. Um, so, it's actually based on a book series. The first book is called Virgin River. The series is written by Robin Carr. It's about a woman. She's a nurse practitioner and she moves to this tiny town in i'm i think it's northern california called virgin river and she's accepted a position to work at the only clinic in town to help out the doctor there and so like it's just like this small community vibe that you get um and the characters are all you know likable you know quirky and all have their own like backstories too you know i think i think you would really like it leah but then you also get flashbacks of because they she doesn't really say why she's moved there like why like she Mm -hmm. moved there from la like why did you move from la to this tiny town and so you know there's got to be a reason um she wears a wedding band on her finger but she's clearly alone and people are in the town are you know they you know they'll ask her questions but she no, won't see. give them answers <laughs> yeah but so, so throughout the season you get these flashbacks and you find out about her life before she's moved here and by the end of the show you find out i think most of of why she's moved there but then you also get to know the people in the town and there's a there's a little bit of suspense here and there because in the area where they're at there is a group of people in the woods that I think they make their own marijuana or something. Grow their own marijuana. People that grow their own it's marijuana. It's like a drug syndicate? Yeah. They're like drug dealers oh. that live in but it's like a community of people that like live in tents in the woods because and like the the authorities can't bust them because they're on like national park property. Oh interesting. So there's like that side of it too. So there's some there's some tension and suspense. Okay. But it's not like I don't know. It's not crazy. Like, yeah, I can handle yeah. it. I'm very sensitive. So <laughs> But anyway, yeah, I I again I watched it in two days. So I like it. 
I just thought I just like the lighting. The lighting of the show is very comforting very to important. me. I don't know. It was just a very easy, comfortable show for me to watch before bedtime. Check it out. <laughs> yeah. So f- this kind of leads me into my next show um, that I watch. I can't binge watch it because it's a weekly show and it's still going on. Um, this is us. So if you watch This Is Us, the character Kevin, his ex-wife Sophie, the actress who plays Sophie is the main yes. character in Virgin River. That's why she looked familiar. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so yeah, I love This Is Us. I mean, it's if you don't know what it is, you've probably been living under a rock. Probably. I hope I didn't offend anyone there. Or you're just not into... It gets talked about a lot, though. Yeah, it's like a multi-generational epic saga style story it's about these three siblings and so it's told like some episodes you'll, most episodes you'll get flashbacks of their childhood and like various stages of their childhood like young children um middle school age teenage years so it talks about their mom and dad's relationships sometimes we've gotten flashbacks of their mom and dad when they first met and started dating or their parents childhoods so again, like it's just this very multi-generational story that is told through flashbacks and flash forwards. I like how they so they gave you a really wide picture for the first what are we on season 3? I think we're on season 4. 4? Maybe? Question mark. The first few seasons, the first <laughs> at least the first couple seasons, you were kind of headed toward one main point. And then once you got there, I was. a lot of us thought, how in the world are they going to keep this show going? Right, yeah. And I think they've done a really good job this season. They've basically picked a moment of the family's life, and then you're seeing it from everybody's point of view. Yeah. And so I think this is how they're going to sustain the show. And I'm not mad about it. <laughs> it's no. working. Because I think, I don't know if it was last season or the season before, I took a break because this is a show that I, I will watch it every week. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't watch it on TV, but I'll watch it like the next day on like Hulu or something. And so it's a show that I'm pretty, I, I try to stay mm-hmm. pretty up to date with it. But there was one season where I took a break because I just felt like they had hit kind of a rut. Yeah. And I think they did. They did a little. But yeah, they have definitely come redeemed back. themselves. <laughs> I don't so. know who their writers are, but they are so smart. Yes. So smart. Yes. To be able to keep this up and keep it interesting and develop new stories, but also you want to know what happened in this old story, and mm. it's just really well done. Yeah. And I think I cry every episode. Oh, yeah. Like, hard cry, usually. Yeah. <laughs> very heartwarming show. I have not watched that and show. And I think very relate. Like I it. think the reason that we cry is because it's so relatable. Mm-hmm. Um, that's. I think that's a reason why I've stayed away from it. I think it would, it's almost like therapy, that's what a lot though. Of people say they say I can't watch it because I don't like to cry. But it's not like I'm like. Oh, I don't mind crying. Hating crying. So. I just um, especially right now, I think I have enough emotions right now. Later, but it's therapeutic it because it's almost like. Oh, I'm kind of going through something like that with my family yep. right now, and it's cool to see that there's other people, even though they're fictional characters, are going through mm-hmm. it too. It's the same idea of reading a book mm-hmm. that touches on something that you've been through and it's it's therapeutic to to see your life on paper. Yeah. I I love that show. They are on season 4 right now. Yeah. I looked it up. 
It's flown by. It has. Another show that I've loved, it's on Disney Plus. All eight episodes are out now, but it when they aired it, it was weekly. Um, the Mandalorian. Oh, so this is yes. in the Star Wars universe. So- Go watch it. <laughs> I think even if you're not into Star Wars, it's just a good show. It's so good. Everyone should watch this show. <laughs> that was what for you, it? Michael. Mandalorian. Mm, yes, I still have to finish that. I'm, in my opinion, it's the best thing going on in Star Wars right now. Like, mm-hmm. it is. I would agree. The writing is so well done. The directing is so well done. Like, it's like an old Western mm-hmm. television show, mm-hmm. but Star Wars. It really Star reminds Wars. me of, like, the 90s. Like, it's a pure, just you want to know what happens in their story. Yes. It's like. Yeah. Uh, Dr. Quinn or yes, like something yes. like that mm-hmm. where there's a lot of interesting characters and then the main character that you want to know their life and it's like story. A different side of Star yeah. Wars. Yep. You know, it, you're not it, I don't feel like I'm watching the same right. thing. Yeah. Not that I don't love all of the Star Wars stuff. Yeah. But, but you it's, can't, it's you nice can't keep to, redoing it. Exactly. No. You've got to do something else. It's nice to explore other parts Mm -hmm. of the star wars universe so another show i'm about to talk about called the clone wars series animated series one of the main like creators of that series his name's dave filoni and honestly that don't let the fact that it's a animated series detour you from watching it detour deter 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 don't let the detour is similar (laughs) (laughs) Good Don't job. let the fact that it's an animated series deter you no. from watching it. Also, another series called Star Wars Rebels. Dave Filoni was in charge of that, too. He is a Star Wars genius. He learned directly from George Lucas, so he knows what he's talking about when it comes to Star Wars and storytelling. And so he's one of the main creators of The Mandalorian, and you can tell. Yep. You can tell because it's just so well done and ties into other Star Wars stories that we've that we know. Mm-hmm. Especially if you've seen the Clone Wars. It ties into the Clone Wars in a big way. So and Rebels. Star Wars Rebels. So next one I want to talk about is Star Wars the Clone Wars series. Originally when this show came out back in 2007, it was it aired on Cartoon Network, I believe. So this was prior to the Disney acquisition of Lucasfilm. And they had five or six seasons, I believe. And then the show got canceled. So they never got to finish it how they wanted to. And for years and years, everybody has been saying, you know, save the Clone Wars. Like, we want to know how you wanted to end it. Because they did have an ending in mind. And so we got, you know, we got Star Wars Rebels, which... I don't know the time period between the two shows, but there's kind of a big jump in time between the two shows. And so Rebels does tie into the Clone Wars a little bit, but there's these missing pieces that you're like, well, how did that character get to this point? Like, we don't know. And so I think it was two summers ago, they surprised us all and said, when Disney Plus comes out, we will be doing the final season of the Clone Wars. And like, everybody was like, what like oh my goodness we can't even believe this is happening so like hashtag clone war saved became <laughs> trending on twitter 
So anyway, that is starting to air on Disney Plus. I think today was the second release of the second episode. So they will be releasing them weekly and this will be the final season. So I'm just I'm very happy about this, you guys. I'm very happy. So there is um if you're like, well, I don't want to watch like six seasons of the Clone Wars just so I can watch this. First of all, just do it like it's good. <laughs> <laughs> Suck it up. So, but second of all, I think there is like I think Disney Plus put out like ten episodes you should watch if you want to mm-hmm. just get into the final season. And I think there's other recaps out there on the internet. Um, but yeah, I'm really excited about it. Another show that I watch, I don't like binge it. I'll watch like two episodes at a time sometimes. But it's on Netflix. It's called Madam Secretary. Oh, it's a good one. Leah introduced me I to did. this. I really like it. So this past summer, I binge. I literally did binge watch The West Wing, which is on Netflix. How many seasons of that are there? I don't even know, like a six. Lot. And yeah, I got through them all in one summer. So that'll tell you how much I was watching TV last summer. <laughs> a lot. <laughs> anyway, when it was over, I was just like, there was this hole in my heart. And so Leah said, <laughs> well, if you like heart. The West Wing, I think you'll like Madam Secretary because it has that same like, like that political world. It's very soothing. It's very soothing. What I love about this show is it's There's not just seven seasons of The West Wing. Yeah, I watched them all. <laughs> but what I love about Madam Secretary is not just the political world. It you get to find you get to follow her family, and so it's mm-hmm. her and her husband, and they have three kids, and so you get to have the family aspect of it too. So that's what I really like about the show. And they're a sweet family. Yes. The relationship between husband and wife is pretty healthy and yes. good to see. And then their relationship with their kids is really good as well. Yeah. It's really good. So, yeah, I'm, I don't know what season I'm on right now, but it's not something I watch like all the time. But if I can't think of something to watch, I'll just turn it on. Mm-hmm. And... So, yeah, that's all. That's all I'm going to talk about right, right now. guys are there any movies you've been loving lately the notebook <laughs> yes i watched it on valentine's day. oh that's a good day for that and it's it's just so good and every time i watch it it's just still so good <laughs> i've been watching some like 90s early 90s, early 2000s movies on Disney+. Plus. So, Three Men and a Baby, Three Men and a Little Lady, That's Parent awesome. Trap. <laughs> I need to do that. Those movies are all so good. They and they just make me feel good. <laughs> That's what I've been into. So, another movie on Disney+. Plus. It's called Timmy Failure, Mistakes Were Made, yeah, which is you based on it? a book series. So I read the book first because I was like, that's how I roll. Yeah, of course. Is it a middle grade book? It's, I think, yes, middle grade, I would say. Um, and it's sort of graphic novel. I don't. There's oh, okay. a lot of illustrations oh, in it. that's cool. It's not like a comic book, but there's a lot of illustrations. It's almost like you're reading like his journal. Mm-hmm. Anyway, so Timmy is a... Uh, he he would call himself a detective. I think he's in fifth grade, fourth or fifth grade. That's cute. So he's a detective, and he has like 
a pet polar bear Aww. who's like his sidekick. What? And uh, so a his polar last polar bear. Yeah. So his, his last name is Failure, and the bear's name is Total. Nice. So the bear, <laughs> and so they, his detective agency's name is Total Failure. <laughs> it's just really funny. That's that so Timmy, Timmy, bless his heart, is not a good detective. <laughs> Which what which is what makes this book so funny, and the movie is so funny. I like it's, it. It's so funny. It's just ridiculous. It's so ridiculous. It's funny. Uh, the movies. Um, they took some slight. They've made some slight changes. Um, in the movie from the book, but I'm totally fine with it. The kids, the kids in this movie are super cute and so funny. I just That's so fun. I thought it was hilarious. It it made me laugh out loud. That's. That's Sounds like a good, like, light. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Definitely. Also, Frozen Two. I mean, I've been <laughs> loving that movie. I, Who hasn't? I, I definitely. I haven't, haven't watched been. it yet. Oh, in my opinion, it's better than the first movie. Oh, I would agree with that. Yeah, wholeheartedly. I think I've seen it like ten times now, maybe. <laughs> and I've definitely listened to the soundtrack like a hundred yes. times. Because yes. I have a daughter and she loves Frozen too, so we sing it all the time. I've been listening to it because I love Frozen too, <laughs> and now my daughter does too. <laughs> oh my gosh! I have heard that it's very good. It's so. it's very good. Oh, Thorin has that face that she gets. When- Everybody should watch it. <laughs> Last ones I want to talk about. I've been watching the Hobbit movies, so our internet has been super slow lately. We haven't been able to stream anything, you know, like first world problems going on here. So I've had to like, if I want to watch something, it has to be something that we actually physically own the copy of. And so I own all the Hobbit movies. What's that? (laughs) I know, right? What's a Blu-ray? I have a whole bunch of movies (laughs) that I own. So... My daughter, we started listening to the Hobbit book on audio and I got the illustrated edition from the library. We got like sort of partway through it, but we're not ready for it. But anyway, so I got her interested in the Hobbit and she's like, mommy, can I watch these? And I said, there's some scary parts, but I feel like the Hobbit mo- like the Hobbit book Tolkien wrote for his kids. And so it's, mm. it's a little bit lighter than the Lord yeah, of the Rings. I would agree with that. A lot of lightheartedness mm-hmm. in this book. But when they made the movies, they added in the darker elements yeah. to make it, you know, I don't know. More intense. I guess. Make it more intense. More action. So what I did is I just would skip all the scary parts with her. So we'd get through the movies pretty quickly. Yeah. So we watched the first two together. And again, skipping uh, all the scary parts. Except for the second one, The Desolation of Smog. I made her watch the parts with the dragon because he's a big part. Yeah. In, and I just, you know was with her and she was fine like it's it's clearly not a real dragon so clearly <laughs> but he is very formidable you know when you see the real dragon yeah you'll know it, you'll yeah. know this one in this movie it's not real <laughs> wow i don't know it's just been fun to watch those with 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 my daughter like i don't know like yeah. it's fun watching movies for through a child's eyes so she I love that she she's into there, that she sat That's there and so watched cool. them and like really liked it so nice yeah. I'm impressed. She's she's well on her way. 
<laughs> my daughter's a toddler and she sat through the Lindsay Lohan version of Parent Trap. Mm. So, well, there you go. We all she's have advanced. amazing children. Yeah. Okay. She's that movie is so good. <laughs> this oh. is the kind of highbrow things I'm introducing. <laughs> It is so good. That though. is actually really good, though, for it is. a two-year-old. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I love that you guys are letting her see yeah. those movies. Yeah. Just sheltering, sheltering her a little bit from yeah. some of the scary stuff. Which is I don't fine. want her to have nightmares. No. Those orcs are scary looking. Yeah. I don't like the scary stuff. Those giant spiders? No. I have nightmares about that. You, now. Let's all be real here. You fast forward that so you don't exactly. have to watch the giant yeah. spiders. Exactly. <laughs> I don't want giant spiders. I'm it's doing this for my child. Yes. <laughs> Safety for her. Of course. It's so true, though. <laughs> well, speaking of movies we're loving. One movie we're all loving, all three of us, is the new Little Women movie. Delightful. Mm -hmm. When does that come out on? Seriously, because I want to watch it all the time. Exactly. Exactly. I think it comes out uh, on Blu-ray sometime in March. Okay. When we left the theater, I just was like, I want to watch this again right now. I actually watched it twice in the theater. Of course you did. Well, because I watched it with Leah first, because I didn't, I wanted to watch it with you and mom. Mm-hmm. But it didn't, like, mom got sick. She got bronchitis or something. Mm. And so then I was like, I just I really want to see this movie. And so I was like, Leah, let's go. And she's like, are you free tomorrow? And I said, yes. Yes, I am. Well, so this we went. just ruins everything I thought I knew. Oh, wow. And so then when mom got better, I said, hey, I really, like, I really know you're going to like this movie, mom. Let's go see it. And then we I didn't know you. you'd seen it. I had. I, <laughs> wow, I didn't know that. It was during that the day. You, you wouldn't have been able to go. I thought go. we were having an experience you were. together. You were Can we having just an talk experience. about, though, the day that you and I went to see it, Leah? Like, we went at, like, 11 o'clock oh, in the morning. it was glorious. <laughs> it was Lauren and, and myself and a whole theater of older, I would say elderly people. Yes. <laughs> yes. Not one, but two people. We're so confused about which theater they were supposed to go to. This is the crowd. That Are we, we were sure with. that they were supposed to be in Little Women? I'm not sure. At they all. came in and they were like, they'd whisper to people. I mean, the movie hasn't started. No. Like it's still like pre previews yes. even. And they're like, is this is this a theater for Little Women? And they're like, yes. And then I'm not kidding you. Two minutes later, someone else comes in. Is this Little Women? It was so. <laughs> I went to use the restroom before the movie and there was an older gentleman wandering the hallway and he stops and he looks at a different theater and he's like, well, I hope this is the right one. And then just walks in and I'm like, yeah. I, I love this they time of day. They literally rip your ticket and tell you the number. They do. they do. But in their defense, for some reason, the theater was not posting yes. the names of the it movies was, outside yep. the It was still theaters. like that when we went, I think. I Maybe don't know something if it was, was for all of them, yeah. but I definitely yeah. noticed that so there in their weren't defense, names. It was confusing. Yes. <laughs> I don't know. When we went, mom bought one of those pretzels and she didn't know that it was ginormous. I love going to the theater with my mom. She buys all the food. She buys all the snacks. It was this big. That's amazing. Yeah. She brought, we bought a bucket of popcorn, that pretzel, 
And then we got like a, a large beverage to share between like the three of us, which was large. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah. And so anyway, so when my mom comes with me, she's like, you get the tickets, I'll get the snacks. And I'm like, done. Okay. But then I have my like my my movie goer card that you get like points for everything mm. you purchase. Well, theater snacks count toward that. Nice. So Michael and I went to see a movie about a month later after that because she came to us, came with us for Frozen 2 and Little Women. Both times bought all the snacks. And so when Michael and I went to our movie, we we got in for free because we had so many That's points. That's amazing. <laughs> Pops purchase of the snacks. Mom, would you like to go see another film? Seriously. <laughs> <laughs> Anyway, back to Little Women. <laughs> it's so good. It's beautifully done. It's one of my favorite Little Women adaptations. I of will the film. say, if you've never been introduced to the world of Little Women, it will be confusing. But if you've been alive for more than ten years, you probably know the main <laughs> yeah, plot of yeah. Little Women because they do it in a reverse order. They basically. tell it in flashbacks. Yeah. Yes. Which I thought was super clever. I, yes. But I think they do. I think it's not like a recent show that came out that I won't get into where it's not obvious that they're shifting in time. So, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, oh, no, 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 right. yeah. Uh, no, yeah. It's very I well think done. The first flashback they do, it, it literally says seven years earlier, but right. then the rest of them, it does it. But since you've already seen that scene of them earlier, you know, like, oh, they're they're made to look younger. Yes. Their costumes yes. are different. Right. So, like, you can you can tell. I think even the lighting and mm-hmm. coloring is different when the flat. I think the flashback yeah. scenes are warmer in mm-hmm. tone, and the quote unquote cooler. present day scenes are cooler just, in tone. I, I watch so. it all the time. It's just so well done, and the yeah. costumes are gorgeous. Didn't they win? They won an Oscar for best costume. Yes, yeah. which is. So deserving. Very well deserved. The costumes were great, but like the acting was great too. I was, I know. It's so hard with Oscars because there's so many good movies that came out last year, but I really wanted Saoirse to win Best Actress. She was nominated for Best Actress, which I like well deserved, but I just thought with a movie like Little Women, you don't think it's going to get nominated for anything, but it got nominated for, it got nominated for Best Mm -hmm. Picture. Mm -hmm. Like that, like that tells you something. I was so proud of it. I was so proud. I, I just don't know how else to describe it other than it it's so good. It is. Like, I just, you know, when you're a kid, or maybe <laughs> I was the only one like this, you know how I used to go on kicks with movies, yes. and I would just watch them for, like, a summer? That is mm-hmm. what that is for mm-hmm. me as an yep. adult. Yeah. Little Women is, like, I just want to yes, watch it. I just want to yep. watch it. I told Leah, I said, this is a movie that I think... Just people are going to watch over and over mm-hmm. again, and they're going to watch it with their kids, yep. and it's just going to mm-hmm. be one of the... I think it's just going to be one of those things that, like, children are going to grow up, and when they're adults, they're going to be like, one of my favorite memories yes. was watching Little Women, the 2019 yep. version yep. of my family. For it sure. It definitely yeah. has that vibe to it's it. It's a classic like, of movie all the already. movies <laughs> that I have <laughs> that, you know, we've watched with our mom or whatever. It does have that... I think that's why I like it so much, because it has that feeling what is that like nostalgia yeah it does yeah yeah and it, yet it's new yeah it and it's funny because i think there is a there's just an un- indescribable i don't know quantity quality something about that movie 
that makes it one of the great movies. I don't know what it, it is. is that makes a movie like that, but I that's very true. I think it's a lot of things combined. I think the acting was very good. I think the writing was good. The directing yeah. was good. The, I just like the costumes and just the, the settings. Like, it just was you all... You could get lost in it yes. without mm-hmm. being pulled out by some, like, poor acting or yeah. more, right. which I think happened has happened a lot with Little Women. Yes. Like, I know a lot of people <laughs> love the 90s version, and I mm-hmm. at one point it's loved it, sentimental. too. sentimental. Yes. However, last year when BBC came out with their miniseries, which was very good, very too. well done. I went back and rewatched the 90s one, and I had to stop. Yes. Because it, it was making me cringe. Mm-hmm. And I know a lot of you that are listening love that version, and that's cool. I just, after watching, after watching a version of it done so well. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then you go back and watch a version that wasn't done quite as well, and the casting, in my opinion, was way off. It just I couldn't I couldn't watch it. <laughs> I think sometimes too with these classic books that get put into film over and over and over again, it's almost like they just put less effort into it. Yeah, right. I don't know why that is. Yeah, it's like dry. It's like they can't bring anything new to it because everyone already knows the story. Right. Which is why I thought this, when they announced that they were doing this, which they announced it shortly after the BBC yes. miniseries came out, which I really loved the BBC and miniseries and still they do. They can't beat that. I know. And I'm like, why? Why do we need another <laughs> Little Women? Like, why? <laughs> and I just thought, I thought the, the telling it in flashbacks was such a clever yes. thing to do. Mm-hmm. And it was, they did it really well. Like, sometimes, again, we already addressed this. It's difficult to watch stuff like that, mm-hmm. but it was just so But I thought so good. in telling it with flashbacks, so it's like they started the, toward the end of the book. Mm-hmm. And I feel like all of the film adaptations, including the miniseries, mm-hmm. the BBC miniseries, all of that, like, second half of the book is rushed. Yes. Yes. Because I agree. we don't have time to tell yep. the rest of the story. So we got because we spent so much time yes. on their childhood that now we aren't spending any time on their adult yep. lives. Mm-hmm. And that's what I loved about this yes. version is we got to spend time because when I read the book, all that stuff was new to me because I it's not in any of the movies. And so like you get to see mm-hmm. Meg and her husband and mm-hmm. the struggles that they go through and how they work through it and just like uh, just a beautiful picture of marriage in my opinion. And mm-hmm. you also get to see more of Amy and Laurie. Yep. Like in the film, this is the first film adaptation of Little Women where I actually bought into the yep. relationship of Amy and Laurie. Cause I mm-hmm. felt like even the BBC miniseries, I was like, I don't believe that they love each other. Yep. Like it just was like, well, this is the story, so we're going to act it out. But you don't <laughs> believe that he really loves no, her. Like he's don't. still in love with Joe. But with this one, I was just like, yeah. I totally bought because they spent mm-hmm. the time. They spent the time. Yes. <laughs> well, and I think it also like helped with the emotion of it, at least for me. And maybe, maybe this is one of the reasons why I love it so much is that it gave me that feeling of when we'd flash back to childhood of like flashing back to my own childhood, I guess. Yeah. So like I was like tearing up a lot. Oh, I cried so much. Whenever that would happen, because I was like, I know what that's like to you know, <laughs> you know their their fights. Yes, they're, they're playing make believe with each other. It was just, mm. 
And I also just love how timeless Little Women is. Like, mm-hmm. this book was written so long ago. Right. And honestly, like, I hear a lot of people say, oh, you know, Greta, which is the name of the director, Greta, like, she just, she did a modern take on a classic. But I don't feel like she did anything different no, than what the book does. Pretty right in line um, with the book. But I think Louise May Alcott was writing about things ahead of her time mm-hmm. when she wrote Little Women, just about the struggles that women back then went through. And mm-hmm. and we can still as women relate to that now. Like so mm-hmm. much has changed for the good, but so much hasn't. And there's still a lot of issues. Yeah that women have to deal with. And we can relate to that even to a family who lived in the 1800s. We can still relate to that now. And it's mm-hmm. it's timeless. Well, and we've talked about it before when we talked about the Little Women series, the BBC series. Louisa grew up in a very progressive home. Yes. Mm-hmm. So she had very progressive ideals. And although she was forced to conform, like we see in the movie, mm-hmm you know portrayed with joe but she was forced to conform and make her get married and all that stuff like that wasn't her ideal she wanted her to be happy as a single woman yes that Mm -hmm. is fact like she didn't bring that into a modern twist that's that's, what it was that is something different that greta did do with this movie that she brought in i feel like she brought more of louisa may alcott's personality into the character of joe yep it almost was very meta mm-hmm. in parts. It, yes. Yeah. yeah. It jumps right into it in mm-hmm. a very meta moment. Yeah. Like, oh, oh, I like yeah. this. <laughs> and even mm-hmm. like the part of the movie where Joe says, because the publisher wants, he's like, she has to get married. Like, this mm-hmm. character has to get married. And she's like, fine, but I won't, you're going to have to pay me more money then. Like, basically, like, if you're like, I'm basically selling this character yes. into marriage. Yes. And I for some reason, I thought that Louisa May Alcott said that somewhere, but I can't find it anywhere. So if anyone knows, like, if she really mm-hmm. did say that to a publisher, um, let me know. Because yeah. I it wouldn't surprise me that that would be something she it would did, say. It still feels like the essence of Louisa, yes. even if that's not what happened. It seems like what she would have done. Yeah. So I will say that is something different that this movie did that, that other film but adaptations But if you know the history of yeah. Louisa May Alcott... It doesn't feel like it's anything new, which I think that might be what people are seeing. Yeah. And maybe because, well, we read the book, which is a Newbery winner. We read the book Invincible Louisa, I think like two summers mm-hmm. ago, right? Yes. In epi- we talk about it in episode 20 of reading the yes. Newbery. So go check it out. But we learned so much about her life. Yeah. And so I think uh, going into it, it was just fun for me having that knowledge watching this yes. movie because it was like oh yeah i remember that mm-hmm. like just just super cool to to have like read about louisa may alcott before watching this movie so there's a lot of louisa in this movie which there's a lot of louisa in little women it's literally based on her mm-hmm. family so i just i think if you want to have an immersive experience like with your kids or whatever this book is or this movie will be a great addition mm-hmm. To yes. a Little Women study. Yeah, there there yes. was never a time while watching it that I had that moment that you get in the movie theater usually like, is this movie almost over? Right. <laughs> you're just like, in Even it. if you're enjoying the movie, yeah. like, you, there comes a point where you realize how long it's been. Mm-hmm. Like, that never yeah. happened to me. Mm-hmm. I was just like, 
fully immersed in this I was beautiful, just in there. beautiful thing. When is it out? I must watch it always. <laughs> oh, something that we did read about in Invincible Louisa that they there was kind of a nod to it in the movie is when Joe sends Little Women to the publisher, he writes back and says it's not that good. And um, there's a scene where I'm assuming it's his daughters have found the manuscript in the house somewhere, and they're like. What happens to the little women? We want to know. Right. And that's why he that's when he figures out, oh, maybe this is a good book. And so in real life, the publisher, he didn't think Little Women was a good was very good. But he showed it to his niece and she loved it. And I think he showed it to a yeah. few other girls and he was like, Okay, well, I think it's gonna be good like based on this, yes. like I think it's gonna be good. But I totally so. forgot. Like you just know this if you've read Invincible yes. Louisa. <laughs> yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, I just thought that was, I thought that was another clever thing. This is a movie that Louisa would have been proud of. She Mm would have. I really do. Wow. Yeah, I just, it's just all very well done. The music, the soundtrack is so delightful. Um, Alexander Desplat did the music. Is it still in the theater? I don't know. (laughs) Mandy's going right now. I, I think it comes out on digital release in March and then the Blu-ray comes mm. out in April. So I love digital. You want to get me a birthday present? <laughs> digital world. Wow. Instant. Well, do we want to read some listener feedback now? Do we? We do. So uh, a few days ago, we reached out to our listeners on social media and we asked them to, if they wanted to, to answer five questions for us, uh, which is basically what we've been talking about this whole time. So one, what books have you been reading uh, lately? Two, what children's books have you been loving lately? Uh, maybe with your kids in your life. Um, three was what TV series have you been binge watching? Four was have you seen the new Little Women movie? What did you think? And five was asking about the the Newbery Award and the Caldecott Award. Like, did you see who won? Did any of your books win? Or did any of your favorite books win or win an honor? So those were the five questions we asked. So Elena on Instagram says, I'm reading The Cuckoo's Calling by Robert Gale Braith, a.k.a. J.K. Rowling, and I recently finished Long Bright River by Liz Moore. She says, I've been reading the Magic Treehouse series with my nanny kid. For TV shows, she's been watching White Collar, The Good Doctor, and The Prodigal Son, which I haven't seen any of those, but I've seen good things about them, so I might check them out based on her recommendation. She says about Little Women, I loved the new movie. I love anything Little Women. Made me cry multiple times and laugh too. It felt so real. Thank you so much for your feedback, Elena. Daphne says she finished Emmy and Oliver. Currently reading Someday, Someday, Maybe by Lauren Graham. That's a great one. That is a good one. Uh, She's reading Birchbark House with her son. It's a recommendation from my school's librarian since we finished Little House and Percy Jackson. Cool. I'll have to check that one out. Yeah. So Birch Bark House. 
on reading Polly and Buster with her daughter. She's watching The Marvelous Mrs. Maisel. I love that show. I mean, fair warning, language and other assorted things. Mainly but- language. But it's kind of cute. <laughs> it's by the same writer of Gilmore Girls, yes, right? Okay. That's why I started watching it. Um, and she has not watched Little Women. She's not really into it. I think you'd still like that movie. You'd be into this. David the Bibliomaniac on Instagram says, and he actually put like a lot of description on his um, comments, um, but due to time, we are not able to read all of it. So if you're on Instagram, go check out our post on this and check out the books because he, he gives very helpful reviews. So And go follow him. Yes, follow him on Instagram. Him. David the Bibliomaniac. I believe he has a Facebook page too and under the they, same name. I think they're going to do a podcast too if they yes, haven't already. Yes. I think he does it with his kids. So And his wife. Yeah, and his wife. So anyway, the books he is reading now are The Explorer by Catherine Rundle, which is a middle grade adventure story. He's also reading Ahsoka by E.K. Johnston, um, which is a Star Wars book because we love Ahsoka and he got the recommendation from us. So thanks for... High five. My dog's name is Ahsoka. That's how much I love Ahsoka. (laughs) He's reading Dry by Neil and Jared Schusterman. It's a teen slash YA novel. That addresses our need to be good stewards of the Earth. He's reading Space Case by Stuart Gibbs, which is a fun middle grade story, he says. Uh, For question number two, for kids books, he says, I've read The Watchmen of Port Fayette by Conrad Mason, Titan Base by Eric S. Nyland. And he says, we tried listening to one of the new Star Wars stories that is based on the Disney arc of Star Wars, and it was kind of boring, which I can see that happening. Um, we're back to reading book four of the Resistors Operation Inferno by Eric S. Nyland. And that is all David told us. Very nice. Uh, over on Facebook, Maggie says, T and I are reading the Quinny and Hopper series. He loves it and finds things he relates to in both characters. And she said she needs to see Little Women. Yes, Yes, you do. (laughs) I've not heard of this series, so I want to check it out now. Um, Also over on Facebook, Sarah Dietz Dare says, I have so much to say. She says she's currently, books she's reading are The Insanity of God, Crispin, Risen Motherhood, and Lilac Girls. Some familiar titles there. Mm -hmm. Very good. For a book she's loving with her kids, The Boys in the Boat, Unbroken, Flyboy. She says she doesn't recommend it for children. We're doing a lot of edit- editing. Good mm-hmm. to know. And all the Mercy Watson books. Yes. So good. Yes. My daughter loves Even those too. my toddler loves those books. Yes. So fun. So fun. Yes. For question number three about TV series, she said, I had a fit at the beginning of the year and removed the television. Nice. Our family went nearly two months without it, and everyone has agreed that it was a good two months. The downside was that my house was much louder and messier than normal. I think, though, that that is wise Mm -hmm. to take a break every once in a while. For question number four about Little Women, she says, Yes, I saw it with my book buds, Liz McDermott and Emily Gillingham. I really enjoyed it, but I do love Winona Ryder as Joe, probably because that was when I first, that was my first Little Women experience. I am glad the movie had a different way of telling the story, time hopping. 
It helps set it apart from the other movie versions. We had a good conversation that the book definitely does a better job of teaching virtue, pointing out sinful attitudes, and showing repentance. I kind of agree, yeah. Yeah, there's a lot of that in the book. Mm -hmm. A lot of the teaching of virtues in the book. So read the book and watch the movie. Exactly. (laughs) That's all Sarah says. So our last feedback, listener feedback, is from Liz. She's reading Mere Christianity, The False Prince, The Runaway King. She can't wait to get to book three in that series. The Rescuers, such a fun read aloud for her kid book. And The Rescuers Down Under. Is that the same thing? I don't think so. (laughs) I have no idea. Wow. (laughs) She said all eight seasons of The Cosby Show are available on Amazon Prime. And she says she's conflicted as she grew up with it. Um, Coming from a divorced family, she found it fascinating. But obviously, there's some issues with Cosby's personal life that paint it in a different light now. So it is hard because I did grow up on that show as well. Yeah, I think you have to separate the, the art from the I'm sure there's other actors. I'm not defending him. No, 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 no. no. Absolutely not. Let's be clear. No, I'm not defending him either. But also, I do understand that there are other actors that have not been brought out. Yes. And be a terrible person. (laughs) Another discussion for another time. (laughs) Um, She said the new little woman was good, but she is also, she went with our former listener feedback person, Sarah. (laughs) that they all went together. She is still a fan of Winona Ryder version. And she said said she couldn't finish the first episode of the PBS series. I don't agree with that, Liz, but... I don't either. I I think you should give it a try, Liz, because the PBS version is far superior to Winona Ryder. It's far superior. In my opinion. Again, I know a lot of people love... Stop holding on. The Winona Ryder version. If they did a remake of You've Got Mail, I wouldn't watch it. No. Well, okay, and and they said that was their first, well, at least Sarah said that was their first, her first experience with Little Women. Yes. So I can sort of relate to that with Pride and Prejudice. So there was a a miniseries of Pride and Prejudice, and then they also made a a movie version of it. And the movie version is my first experience with that, and I love it. And so, but people who watch the miniseries first love that better than the movie. Right. So I do think that there is something when this has been your first experience with this story of always loving that version mm-hmm. best, maybe. You know what that is? Expectations. Right. My first movie experience of Little Women was wow. not the very first one that was ever made, but one of the classic mm. ones that yes. you would see on MGM or something yes. like that. So that was my first experience with Little Women, not the Winona Ryder version. So maybe that's why I'm not so attached to it. So we did get some listener feedback a few weeks ago, and it was a surprise. We don't really get a lot of emails. I feel like a lot of you listeners don't like writing emails, but some of you should. David the Bibliomaniac because you have so much to say. <laughs> so don't be afraid of emailing us. Uh, which is fine. It's fine. I understand. Like when you see a when you see something on Facebook, it's easier to just comment right there than to go and open up your email and anyway. Because you have a lot of things to get out right then while yes. you're thinking. Yes. But Natalie did take the time to write us an email. So thank you. Natalie. For that we say thank you. So here's what Natalie says. She says, hey there, I love listening to you girls. It's like participating in a chat of besties and you've made me laugh so hard. Thank you, Natalie. That means a lot to us. 
She says, I'm wondering why you haven't recapped Anne with an E seasons two and three. I loved when you recapped the first season and all the insights you gave. Could you possibly do the next two seasons too? Thank you so much, Natalie, for your feedback. Right now, we don't have any plans to recap um, Anne with an E, but we ha- your email has made us We're start discussing it. We're going to the drawing board. <laughs> the proverbial drawing board. <laughs> I will say, me personally, because I don't think Leah and Mandy have watched, I don't think Leah and Mandy have watched seasons two or three of Anne with an E. I, I have think, not. Yeah. I, I um almost have a few times, but then I'm just like, uh, yeah. I don't think I'm So in the I'm the only one of the three of us that has actually seen the whole series. I will say I loved season three, which is out on Netflix right now, and as a as of right now, is the last season. The show got canceled. So I know there's a lot of fans who are trying to get them to to uh, save Anne with an E. I don't know if that's going to happen. So I really love season three. I teared up pretty much every time Anne, Marilla, and Matthew were on screen together. Those three just kill me. I just love them. Like, I just, they just are so heartwarming together. I just love them so much. So yes, they are the best. So thank you, Natalie, yes, for your feedback. You. We really appreciate it. Email us again. <laughs> Let's be best friends forever. <laughs> we need friends. <laughs> so that's all we have to say. That oh took my us goodness. a long time. Seven thank years you later. So long. And it's going to take Lauren seven months to edit. <laughs> when this the comes episode. out in July. Hopefully not. I'll be married by then. <laughs> So that'll be nice. We do plan to read Holes by Louis Sackar sometime. Maybe maybe March or April maybe. we'll cover it. We'll see. March is there's a there's a thing going on on Instagram, Middle Grade March, yeah. promoting reading I'm middle grade about books. This. So if you don't do know something. what to read, read Holes <laughs> by Louis Sackar. All I do is read middle grade. I know books. that's why I like, like I'm just every keep month is my middle life, grade month. So, yeah, I love it. Well, let's let the people know how to get in touch with us if they so choose. If you, too, want to be amazing like Natalie, you can email us, teamfriendshippodcast at gmail.com. You can find us on Instagram, the far superior of the social medias, at teamfriendshippodcast. We are on Facebook, facebook.com slash teamfriendshippodcast. And our website, teamfriendshippodcast.com. You can find me on Instagram at JediReader1138. You can also find me on Instagram, RedheadedReader, and the red is spelled R-E-A-D. Do you see what I did there? RedheadedReader. Very clever. Thank you. I am also on Instagram at MandyBelayFauxReader. Well, friends, we'll see you all in another time. And remember, friends, No two persons ever read the same book. And this time, Team Friendship didn't read one at all. Actually, we all read a lot of books. Yes, we did. Never mind. (laughs) Goodbye. that me and my daughter 
excuse me, books that my daughter and I yeah, are loving do right this. now. Speak right. Right. I know. I know. Correct. We are a legit podcast. We need to speak. We legit. <laughs> Cut we that are, out. We are educated. We all graduated okay. high school. Some of us with I have a bachelor's things. degree. So, yeah. Okay. Oh, with honors? Yes. Yes. Well, what? That doesn't mean anything. It means nothing. It means nothing. Good, because I just, didn't get it. You're any. just forced to give a speech. <laughs> Go on, Lauren. Okay. <laughs> just like a basic book I don't mind reading over and over again. Sometimes you don't need theatrics. You don't. You really don't. Sometimes you just need a cup of coffee. Exactly. And that this book is a children's book version of a cup of coffee. <laughs> I don't know. DM Lauren Lee. Exactly. <laughs> oh my goodness. I'm not allowed to watch HBO. <laughs> Unless it's Sesame Street. Um and so basically <laughs> know what they say on the street (laughs) you know what let's just skip this nobody cares let's skip it okay you know what yeah we should just not do this the whole thing (laughs) nobody cares (laughs) we're gonna be here forever yeah Yeah, i want to go to bed yeah me too someone else do it okay I'm not reading anymore. Okay. She's done reading. I'm so sleepy. That's, I. That's, <laughs> uh, 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 did you have more to say about it? I was going to say how it's spelled. And that is F A U X M A N D Y M A L A Y. I can't help but feel attacked right now. We're never gonna finish this. Faux reader. Damn it. Fox reader. As it were. Okay. It's gonna take you seven years just to edit the contact info. Do I hit stop?